Hey, 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 this is Sazma back with Brown Taboo Project. Today, we're going to delve into the farmers' protests, why you should care, and we're going to learn right along with all of you. I'm Tanya in DC. I'm Trinish from sunny San Diego. This is Sri in Denver. I'm Shreya in New York. So, unless you've been living under a rock, you may know that the what is being deemed as the largest uh, protest movement in history has been happening in India. Um, so, we're going to dive a little bit into what's been happening, you know, how we as the diaspora are connected to it, yeah. um, not living in India, not always having the kind of access to the news that people or our relatives or friends in India might have and not necessarily having all the details and being kind of confused by what's going on, right? Which is, I think, very real for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give you all some background, um, we've been doing a lot of reading and kind of research to make sure that we have Getting our shit to together. Snuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've no. learned a lot in the past, you know, couple of uh, days and weeks, but Basically, in September, um, Indian Parliament passed three big laws that essentially negatively impact um, farmers across India. Mm-hmm. Around November, um, a large group of farmers from Haryana and Punjab started marching towards the capital to protest against these laws. Um, and they were met with a lot of violence and things like that. Um, and so we're discussing, you know, what those laws are, how they impact the farmers, again, why we should care. So let's get right to it. And I think, you know, not just the farmers, <laughs> why yeah. it impacts all of the populace in terms of all of the different human rights violations Mm -hmm. that we're seeing being committed Mm -hmm. by the government and also like what that means for us as people around the world you know not just not just because we're diasporic youth of south asia but because we're citizens of the world (laughs) and everything that's been happening i like thought it's so interesting so basically back in december um i was at my cousin's place and so um you know they were kind of discussing it and then i just kind of like asked them for like a brief overview and they kind of went over like okay like in india there's this there's the mundi system where like farmers go Mm -hmm. to buy wholesale markets and then this is like the the pros and cons and then this is like all these things and like i just remember at the time being like oh my god this is like quite confusing Mm -hmm. um yeah and then actually only in preparation for this podcast did i actually sit down and like read a lot of like really good resources and stuff Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of crazy because like I totally should have been paying attention to this before and I feel very bad for like not having or like for not having or like for like thinking that it's kind of like beyond my scope because that's Mm -hmm. kind of the feeling that I had when I Mm -hmm. first encountered this news because I'm kind of like I don't really understand like I don't really understand like it took me a long time to kind of like feel like I understand the the topic at hand but of course like you know like I am want to support protesting peoples right? wherever they are and whatever is happening. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when it's such a huge protest, like it reminds me a lot of like incredible yeah. protests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. In terms of scope, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can certainly be overwhelming, though, especially yeah. when like it seems tied to economic issues. I feel like economics in general, especially in other countries where you don't understand their policies or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. uh, what, 
but <laughs> I'm not an economist. I don't know. Right, I'm not an economist. <laughs> and like, we're all, we're all from, you know, Bengali families. We may not like know people who are involved in the, in the protests or mm, on the ground. There, we yeah. like, My don't cousins have that, are. Like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually love a, really- a leftist family. Oh, wait, oh, fuck yeah, I have some leftist family. This is actually really interesting. So we have a little, our like cousins, you know, a little like chat thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was like one of those, like I went to sleep and woke up to like a hundred messages between two of my cousins, like going at it with each oh, other. Yeah, which was that. awesome, right? Like I was Drama. like, great. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm not going to call them out specifically, but just like the, yeah, like you can see a little bit of the party lines coming out mm. from opinions on kind of like not specifically directed re- like related directly to the farmers protest, but in terms of BJP and the overall policies and like what's happening with upcoming elections and just all of these pieces in terms of, um, I mean, I think Shreya would be helpful. Like you said something nice that I really appreciate in terms of like intent over impact and yeah. what's been happening of like, the policy, the idea behind the policy versus like what that actually means and how that's actually going to yeah. play out and how it fucks people over. Totally. So I think especially I was approaching it from like a Western view, right? Where farms to me are like Monsanto or whatever. Which is part of what the problem is here. Of like, right. Let's it's buy it up. Like, yeah. like, it's like mm-hmm. one farmer on a tractor with like 10,000 um like Pickers. brown laborers like <laughs> picking <laughs> their land and like you know doing the thing and like many of whom just are like mega mega agriculture right yeah, is, yeah. is the idea i have in my head yeah in india it's like completely different first of all half the country is farmers in the u.s like less than 2% of the population makes their income from farming so that like farming is that. fucking huge in uh, in India. And the other thing is that if you're a farmer in Nebraska, there's nothing that says you can't like sell to the rest of the country that mm-hmm. you're only relegated to Nebraska. That's not how it is in India. In India, it's almost like state by state. Interesting. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So the government has a system in place where essentially they've like set a minimum price mm-hmm. um, so that you're always guaranteed that. Okay. Um, and that's like kind of the main protection they provide. MSP, right? That's what MSP, called. yeah. Minimum standard price, something like that. And uh, what they were hoping to accomplish with this bill was to like open up the free market to farmers. So like take out the middleman. Farmers, you can go and negotiate directly with like big corporations mm-hmm. and like you have more options, so on and so forth. But they're like, no, we don't want capitalism. We would like to totally. have some protection, please. <laughs> the problem <laughs> is with farming, in case you haven't noticed, <laughs> it's like one requires a lot of resources. Right. And farmers right. in India, I think, I was listening to this podcast on Vox about this. Farmers in India, on average, have about two acres of land to their name. Wow. Which is a tiny parcel of land. Wow. So to be actually like, to actually com- be competitive in a market, like you you can't really do much on just two acres yeah. of land. Right. And then you add on to that access to seed and technology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, any number right. of other resources you need to actually, you know, 
work that land. And I'm going to throw in their climate change and, and climate as things change. are changing and drought and flooding, like all, right, yeah. like all, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then on top of that, farmers are essentially born into like a cyclical, vicious cycle of poverty and totally. debt. Yeah. Right. And so they, without addressing any of those concerns, the government has just up and gone, you don't need our protection. Go out and fend for yourselves and you'll be You'll do better. You'll Trust be big us. boys. You'll, right. It's good for you. Trust you'll us. Get, you'll get more. We know know. what's good for you, even though we passed all this legislation without, without asking, asking a single yeah. farmer right. whether this would be good for you. I think it's very interesting because like, they're the government claims that it's better for, for farmers and for buyers because it takes out the middleman. Right. Um, but then like one thing that I've been or like a theme in a lot of the things that I've been reading about this is that farmers right now are exploited through mm-hmm. the Monday system in various ways um, through this like middleman market system. Um, and if you take out the, that middleman market system, then they might be exploited through companies. So it, so right, it, right. So totally it's different. Absolutely. Like, you think a bunny gives a shit fucked over either way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like the farmers have been asking for protections from exploitation. Mm -hmm. And so this is what the government has given them, which more or less like just like changes the routes of possible exploitation while also destroying Mm -hmm. a traditional system. Mm -hmm. Um, And any type of protection. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being fucked over by one person, you'll be fucked over by a corporation now. So (sighs) great. Right. Yeah. So it really goes to like not addressing any of the main problems, mm-hmm. right. including like the environmental impact, one. right? Like, yes. totally. so yes. I read like Punjab and Haryana combined produce, I think, like 50% of the country's like um, rice and wheat. Wheat, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's the surplus. Rice. Oh, surplus. Okay. Oh, okay. So right. Basically, what's extra beyond like they're saying that that like India has a food surplus, but still people go hungry because mm-hmm. of food mismanagement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was just reading like a little bit about like the environmental impact of mm-hmm. producing that much basically. And like the really heavy pesticide use and like, you know, Monsanto <laughs> basically yeah. to sum it up. Right. And like, and again, like, or just like, like for that matter, yeah, like we've yeah. all been saying, like <laughs> totally. the government is not addressing any of that. And think about like the kind of poverty you see in India that you see actually across the world, mm-hmm. the world produces, I think, I don't remember the statistic, but yeah, it's like three times more as food, much food to feed everyone. And that's so much happen. food is yeah. wasted. And again, same way, like just like not appropriate to appropriate it to the correct people mm-hmm. that it just literally goes to the trash and land bills mm-hmm. and is killing us unfortunately and this law and this law blocks um storage capacity right. limits right. and so basically you will you might end up with people like storing a shit ton of food which might end up go, going bad or like they keep it too too long like it might end up leading to more waste and mismanagement mm-hmm. yeah um, if you have two acres dumb, of land how are well, you going to store? Farmers already face storage problems because they can't afford to store the right. like little they already the grain and whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so, so much produce gets spoiled that way before it even mm-hmm. makes it to market. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, essentially, the Indian government like jumped ten thousand steps forward before like taking care of everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and. It- 
It feels to me like, I mean, just a continuation of many of the different issues of globalization and being like, this is how everybody's economies need to look. And like, we're going to follow these same models of you just, you know, suck this corporation's dick. And like, that's how you're going to either you have to, right? Because there's no alternative. You're you're like, this is the only way I can survive. There's no other option given to you. And then it becomes these huge monopolies. And it's Mm -hmm. so scary because this is not just, you know, this is obviously such a basic fundamental thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's even more so scary to have a monopoly on like that. And I think, I mean, there's a lot to be said. We should on colonization all the time, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about that Mm -hmm. even our last episode, right? But there is something to be said about the legacies of that however the choices that are still being made yeah presently and like what that looks like in terms of i mean and definitely connecting back to these hindu supremacy and hindu even fascist states that that is definitely very deliberately Mm -hmm. trying to be created and what that looks like in terms of um also, the fact that mm-hmm. most of the farmers and most of the, pro- the where the protest started are Sikh farmers, which are a vast, vast minority. I think it was like 1.7% mm-hmm. of India's population. So mm-hmm. incredibly minoritized religious population. And that being tied into uh, there being these things of like, yes, this is about economics, but then like the bad blood of religion is kind of like part mm-hmm. of what's been making this simmer or what's been making there be more um i don't know like a more of an adversarial thing that is beyond mm-hmm. just what the actual economic issue is, issue is. Mm-hmm. yeah it's easy um, scapegoating on there yeah it is it is part, yeah essentially what it comes down to um one thing that i think is very interesting is like so when we're talking about colonization right obviously india was colonized for hundreds of years the british like truly sucked us dry to the point where there was nothing left so I see part of it as like, okay, we are catching up, right, as a, as a nation, right? And so are many colonized countries or yeah. previously colonized countries, yeah. right? We Brit- Britain funded their entire industrial revolution through India's money and resources. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we are having our industrial re- revolution now, right? Like, we are scaling up and all this economic development and all this stuff, and yes, like, I will say the Modi government has probably done some good in, in some places, I'm still not like on board, but there are some things that I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the end of the world. However, you are continuing to try to like move forward and catch up with the rest of the world. And you are oppressing your people the same way that the British did, right? right. You're just doing right. it in, a, in like a Desi lens now, right? Now it's your <laughs> own government <laughs> oppressing man. you. Yeah, it's not the white man anymore. You can't blame him. He left yeah, like 70 years ago. Man. Okay, right. like right. now it's, you know, the the brown man, the brown Hindu man, yes. a lot of times, unfortunately, who is continuing to put like the boot on the neck. Right. Right. How are you finding new ways to be in power, right? Like what does the power structure look like when some certain lens is taken away or has less of a at least direct impact, but then what are the then who else comes to grab power and who else is exerting mm-hmm. their supremacy and exerting being able to oppress the masses and oppress mm-hmm. other people in order to get what they want? 
I think it's so interesting that like, again, you hear the words like anti-national, which I think has been like a theme that I've been hearing for the past several years, right? That like across lots of different issues that India has been facing, that the Modi government has been dealing with. And when people protest against it or speak up against it, it's mm-hmm. it's all being deemed anti-national. Right, um, right. So like, kind of in a very scary pattern that's emerging what we what we saw exactly when you know uh the laws around kashmir passed right revoking it's like autonomy and protections when um cab which is the citizenship amendment act which really Mm -hmm. disadvantaged like muslim citizens Mm or want people who are applying for citizenship in Mm -hmm. india who are muslim from other places especially refugees yeah Mm -hmm. refugees Mm -hmm. like it heavily like in a religious way disadvantaged them right um people protested, right? People spoke out. And so what happened, the government responded with media blackouts and blocking people's like phones and, you know, internet shutdowns, shutdowns, Mm -hmm. um, arresting people, holding them without bail. And I read that, in fact, some people who protested in those situations are still being held and haven't had like trials and stuff yet. Um, The exact same thing has been happening. Mm -hmm. Like there are all these Twitter accounts that are, you know, kind of giving you kind of blow by blow on the ground updates like they've been suspended and twitter was like yeah we're just complying with the indian government's like request you know and then they took it back they were like oh no this is like free speech but they did it (laughs) you know like they did it then they took it back and but it took twitter so fucking long to take white supremacists yeah it it took them four years to block trump (laughs) yeah which they only did this but they blocked farmers in like 20 minutes they were like oh no this is like causing a ruckus in india we can't have that right like man that's the that's why india and the modi government in particular is such a farce like we call india the largest democracy in the world but it's democracy like completely superficially just because people can vote they call it a democracy and it's not at all i mean you think about the leader of a free country there's a they're not supposed to be a monopoly of power they're supposed to be (laughs) someone who is accountable to the people in the six years that modi's been in in power he's now had a single press conference Mm -hmm. um he's never once directly addressed like the issues mm-hmm. that are plaguing his administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this issue of accountability. Exactly. Never address yeah. criticism. Yeah. And this issue of accountability is one that doesn't, it's not just a BJP thing either. Like I'm sure I don't know that much about Congress and, and other parties, all, all the yeah. other <laughs> parties, but like for, for, from what we've seen these past six years, it's, it's just laughable at what they've done. Right. Like, the only reason, so this past week, the internet finally came back on in Jammu and Kashmir, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that was an 18-month-long internet ban. Like, mm-hmm. we went through one year of quarantine. I went that long. Not realizing that, like, down. they had no internet. And wow. In a fucking pandemic. During the yeah. fight, like, can you imagine? Right? Yeah. And, oh, like, God. they're... And, and just just because like Rihanna and Greta Thunberg tweeted about it, right? and that Sunday. was the only reason the foreign ministry put out a statement. That's so only saying that people shouldn't meddle in our internal affairs, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did you all see dumb. like people are burning their photos? Yes, and things like yeah, that? like yeah. weird effigy yeah. things. Totally. Yeah. This yeah. is like 
And again, like, I think this is the part that truly does scare me about, again, what what has become of India. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have this picture of India before, but freedom of speech really does seem very arbitrary and limited, 100%. right? You mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, someone can make a historical fiction movie and you can be like, oh, let's go kill the actress because these historical facts are wrong 100%. and put an actual thing out for her, like murder and ransom. But you cannot protest your own government for laws that like affect you and your livelihood. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, you know, like there are, you know, if you read any articles and things like that, like police in all these areas are monitoring people's social media accounts, literally saying we are looking for anti-national sentiments. Um, and right. like, again, so where is the freedom of speech and this yeah. democracy, right? Yeah. It, it and- doesn't exist. Or it exists for certain people and not for others. Exactly. And you know exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who those people are. Exactly. And to be kind of clear, like this is also the same thing happening in this country too, right? Yes, hundred like, percent. Absolutely. It's just different different set of people. Right. Like monitoring all my friends' Twitter accounts, right? Like like without a doubt. And it's fucking you know, it's the exact same thing where if you're if you're anti-national or if you don't look like or are not like of the right like ethnicity or like of the right like race or whatever, then suddenly like your opinion does not matter mm-hmm. and will be put down. Also, I wanted wanted to share in my family group chat, someone sent a meme, um, which is which is a mom yelling at his son saying, I asked you to get coriander and you brought me mint instead. Mm-hmm. And you are going around asking Rihanna, what do you know about farming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Everyone is a fucking economics expert now. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Which, to be clear, we want to reiterate that we are, as you can we tell, are not. L- yeah. learning right well, along with you. Speak and I, for yourselves. You're like, I, I know <laughs> everything I need to know about. <laughs> I went to art school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think this does bring, I, and like, I think what we really wanted to drive home is exactly this conversation around how this is not just about, you know, us as being South Asian descendants exactly so much as it is about what these humanitarian efforts are and Mm -hmm. what it means to have a freedom of speech, what it means to have a freedom to protest, what it means to actually have economic policies that are of and for and by the people as opposed to, you know, dictated legitimately (laughs) by certain Mm -hmm. people who are in power and who, you know, whatever that might look like. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think even as we said up top, like, the shame, I think, in some ways of being like, wow, why did it, why did it take, I was like generally vaguely aware of the farmers protest, but taking a deeper dive and actually educating myself on the issues. And what is it about it of like, when it's in your own country, mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me, I'm all up on this. I know what's there. I'm mm-hmm. in the streets, like, let's fucking go. And then when it's not your country, then you're suddenly like, oh, mm-hmm. it seems so far away. I don't know if it's related to me. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And that's like how I had been thinking about it. And I feel kind of bad now because like, I think it's, I think I also am constantly learning this thing to like respect my connections to the world and mm-hmm. actually like be mm-hmm. involved in them mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just being like, oh, Indian pol- politics besides like 
the grand overarching things like i i'm not really gonna think about it or like it doesn't affect really me yeah about it but like yeah you know that's i don't think it's we are citizens of the world and i think yeah. it behooves us to to be at least informed and all of these oppressions are definitely interrelated and i yeah. think also mm-hmm. to underline that it's like i think exactly this point of being like oh it took like Greta and Rihanna and whatever to tweet for them to actually say something about it, I think really does speak to our power and -hmm. like leveraging, this is a moment of leveraging power in a good way of how can you increase information? How can you increase discussion? How can you actually amplify Mm -hmm. these issues and amplify discussions? And, And that's exactly what we're hoping to do and hoping to help proliferate of like, why is this important to talk about? And why is this important to address and discuss even if it does initially feel a little scary or overwhelming or you know okay yeah totally. um one thing i'll say like i've seen you know ever since last summer here in this country and everything around the black lives matters protests right i saw a lot of people on instagram who are from india then bringing up Indian issues and literally saying, oh, you can say Black Lives Matters as an NRI, but you are not supporting, for example, Dalit things that are happening, this and that, right? And like, I felt very uncomfortable with that. Again, Mm. because I was like, remember at Sazma, we got messages about during Black Lives Matters, the Gandhi statue in the Indian embassy was like destroyed or damaged, right? Why didn't we cover that? Or why didn't we like speak out against that? And like, I remember messaging someone back and saying, well, actual real life people's lives were being lost. So Mm -hmm. like, yes, I understand what Gandhi means to the Indian people. However, truly, I'm not thinking about a statue which is not alive <laughs> being right. uh, damaged because I'm instead looking at like real life people who mm-hmm. are alive and now are no longer alive because mm-hmm. of systematic violence against them. Mm-hmm. But like this whole thing of like, you know, and, and at that felt at that time, like what made me really angry was this righteousness of like, mm. how dare you speak against one issue in yes. the US, but you are still Indian or Desi or whatever. And you're not speaking about what's happening in India we only have so much bandwidth. We're also in a fucking pandemic, right? There mm-hmm. is a lot going on. And I will say that this shit weighs on your mental health, mm-hmm. right? We are constantly day in, day out, surrounded by honestly shitty news. Like the world is fucking burning <laughs> everywhere you look, okay? In all like, semblances. That's, that's the reality, right? And like, all I have here is me and my fucking plants. Like, that's <laughs> it, okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like So like, yes, I can like hug my plants and like go to sleep, but like- uh, but I, I the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I think people should not be ashamed if they did not know about this mm-hmm. stuff until, mm-hmm. for example, they saw a post on Instagram where they maybe yeah. listened to this podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least you know now, right? Like, yeah. so don't mm-hmm. feel like, oh my God, like I'm a bad person because I didn't know. We didn't know either, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and it takes time to catch up and there's a lot of nuance. And I will say that Instagram is not always the best source no. <laughs> for finding out because mm-hmm. you can't convey the you know, the depth of a, a situation Wands. in a, in yeah. a graphic. In, intense a slides. Caption. That's your act. Right. Um, and that's <laughs> a conversation. A like my dad story. and I have a lot. It could be your entry point. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, this is from Instagram. Let me kind of tell you like my views from someone who's more entrenched in like the news. Right. Like, so yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Cause like, so I, I work in like political messaging and one thing is that you have to see a message and this is not just political, any kind of advertising, really. You have to see a message or an ad like 
a number of times before it really starts to like sink in and you really become attuned to it. So like for me, and I think for a lot of us here, like I I had to see a a bunch of Instagram posts and like social posts and like things here and there mentioning this before it really sunk in that like, you know what, maybe I should like Google this and get deeper and read some articles. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's, It it is what it is, yeah. but um, yeah, we are better late than a never. lot. Yeah, what was that, Thrinish? Oh, sorry, we are all learning with y'all as yeah. well. I am yeah. learning from y'all. I've learned much. In I've time. learned in this conversation. Yeah, yeah I feel like I was totally. up on it for, for sure. And and again, like we're not aiming to be a news source by any means. And we're going to link in our show notes to a lot of the different articles that we read and looked at um, to help kind of proliferate this conversation and continue posting about it as well. But I, I really appreciate what you were saying, Tanya, of like, I, I felt lighter in you saying that. Of I think there is this built-in sense of shame and guilt and being like, oh, I should know more. I should do more. And, and also taking the moment to be like, we're all learning and growing and <laughs> we're all trying our best and to be engaged in it in any ways possible and to, um, yeah, I don't know, to let's just try, try our best. And also at the same time, not like shit on ourselves or other people <laughs> for wherever they may be in the journey. Unless it's the Modi government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> Feel free to shit on them. We're about to get censored, but that's okay. <laughs> Ooh, child. Ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to call us anti-national terrorists. I'm What's in- new? Yeah, yeah. Calling well, brown people terrorists. Wow. Uh, <laughs> in this country, that's already what we are. So, that's funny. You that's know. funny. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Brown Taboo Project. You can catch us here. You can hire us, follow us, pay us. Um, so we are at South Asian SMH on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can hit us up on our website. Um, feel free to contact us and give us any uh any other feedback or resources or something that we might have missed. And if you like what you hear, feel free to slide us some money. You can hit us at paypal.me slash susma. And we have a donate link on our website as well. We'll be back with you soon, but thanks for joining us, y'all. Here's Brown Taboo Project and the South Asian Sexual and Mental Health Alliance signing out. Bye. Bye y'all.